Let's have a listen back to how the last week has sounded. Jail time in New York. How did that stay quiet for so long? I don't know. It's like incredible. loads of people knew about it. Like lots of my teammates. It, it, it's a credit to them for their loyalty, for everyone that knew about it and never mentioned a word. The idea of bonuses, or bonuses being paid up, I don't believe in it. I don't believe it should happen. And I have asked uh, that whatever wage structures need to be, uh, how they need to be changed, that the board, uh, the new board will be in place, because that's the right time to do it in fairness, and that they will deal with that as a priority. These are decent people. Thank you. Will you meet with them and listen to their version of the story and then make a judgment Thank on you. these matters? I find it absolutely unbelievable that you would come into this House of Parliament and say that a man who raped a woman, who sexually abused her, is a decent person. His position is that he's calling on anybody to come forward to the police to give information in relation to child sex and abuse. I think Jerry needs to take his own advice and he needs to go back to the people who have knowledge in relation to this and he needs to walk into a guardie station and make a statement in relation to everything he knows. Uh, Maria Cahill ending that montage there. Mick, it's been an extraordinary week for Sinn Féin following Maria Cahill's revelations, first of all on the BBC Spotlight programme, then on this programme uh, and pretty much everywhere after that. Talk us through the evolution of the official Sinn Féin line on Maria's story, uh, even from this day last week. Yeah, John, it started off, I mean, in the first instance, Jerry Adams and those around him came out and said that they believed that she had been raped or sexually abused. Now, to do otherwise, when you consider that one one of the huge issues around sexual crime at that start is, is, is that the victim isn't believed, you know, it would have been would have been political suicide, I'd suggest. But they claimed that they did not believe the second part of her story where she was traumatised yet again. And this was this kangaroo court in which she was brought in front of her um, attacker. Now, that evolved then on Sunday evening. Um, Jerry Adams came out and he had with this blog where he admitted that there was... He, he, well, he, he didn't frame it this way, but I think it is very fair to say that what he was saying it was tantamount to that there was those type of inquiries are kangaroo courts that led to an outcome whereby the abuser sometimes was shot or expelled or whatever. Now, that then, I'm sorry, through all this, those around him, and I think most notably the likes of Mary Lou MacDonald, who has a very high profile, and I, I would think it is fair to say was, was previously fairly well regarded by the public at large, came out and said uh, that they preferred Gerry Adams' version of these events to that of Maria Cahill. Well, I think no. they said they believed Jerry Adams and what he was saying. Yeah, well, uh, com- completely. But I mean, basically, there was two versions of what he was saying was one, and that was at variance what Maria Cal was saying. And the other big thing, of course, is that she said that when she met Jerry Adams, she discussed her uh, abuse with him and uh, the other events. And he claims this never happened. Now, I don't know how that could even be remotely credible as she says what were they discussing the weather but the big thing is that those around him then it was a question of uh, Jerry says it happened this way and I believe him because he's a good man which has all the hallmarks of what you might find in a cult rather than a political party. Now, what was interesting is later in the week, Padre Tobin came forward, along with the, the um, letter from the, or the communication from the solicitors in Belfast, saying that 
these four people who had been uh, charged with events that were connected with this so-called kangaroo court and the judge had directed that they pleaded not guilty were being subjected to a trial by media and this was totally unfair. Now, the big thing there is that Mr Adams and Mary Lou MacDonald and all those others have said, if you might say, in a similar trial by media that the person who raped Maria Cahill, that they believe he did it, Yet they're saying nobody has a right to say that uh, this other version of events about the kangaroo court, mm. that this is impinging on the um, the characters of these people. And that is simply just, it doesn't stack up as a position. Well, and it's been evolving, it's been changing. The line has been changing from the party right through the week, which is in itself a very uh, dodgy situation. Well, where Sinn Féin are, are coming unstuck on this, and they've come unstuck in every interview they've done, is that they are trenchant in their beliefs on some issues and very lacking in opinion on certain other issues. How do the young guns in Sinn Féin feel about all of this, do you think? Because it's very obvious that there's a, there's a generation of politicians there who, you know, were very young when the troubles happened, who would have been of the same age as Maria Cahill in, in many cases. And, and they're watching this play out now. They weren't in charge at the time. They're close to being in charge now. And they see their party being dragged through this. And they have to go forward and perhaps put forward a line that they are uncomfortable with. Yeah, and a huge element of that comes down to Mr Adams. And in another political party, a, a political party that has, has more orthodox origins, to put it that way, what you would tend to see is that uh, those with the ranks break ultimately and decide, hold on, this is not a situation that I can continue with in good conscience and therefore, uh, and in politically, and therefore um, there, there would perhaps be some move against the leader. I don't think there's any sign of that happening. Mr Adams' status within Sinn Féin is far higher than that of what you might call a normal leader and, and, and as I say the, the, the way they've handled it, it, it it's cultish I think is the way mm. to describe it and therefore you wonder whether anything is going to happen anything is going to come the other thing of course is that in a, a, another political party um, the, the sort of dispersion of power would ensure that parliamentarians and prominent parliamentarians a certain amount of power within the party would reside with them People wonder whether that's the case with Sinn Féin or whether the power resides yeah. around Mr Adams and those who were with him during the so-called armed struggle. The, one of the things that has stood out this week is, you know, you had that very tense leader's questions that we reported on on, on Wednesday with the Taoiseach and, and Michal Martin effectively turning on Jerry Adams and, and forcing him into that apology that he gave to victims uh, of abuse um, and, and the IRA's handling of it. But this has even though it's good that other politicians are supporting Maria Cahill, this has now become political in many ways. And, and is, is there a risk that that could ultimately damage what Maria is trying to do to get to the truth, that it becomes political uh, rather than uh, more investigative? I, I think there is. And, and, and there's a couple of things with that. First of all, Enda Kenny, and I don't know, is it his personality or is it just that he couldn't believe his luck in one way? But I think he probably went overboard this week and, and that was to the detriment of the whole scene. To be fair to Michal Martin, I don't think he went overboard or the others. But I think the Taoiseach, in his reaction, it was nearly as if he couldn't help himself. Now, having said that, you have to put that in the context of a couple of things. First of all, it's inevitable it would be political and other leaders would not do be doing their duty if they didn't uh, speak on it and bring it to public attention. Secondly, these leaders are looking at Mr Adams and realising that in what politically is supposed to be some kind of a level playing field, he gets to play by completely different rules. If any of them had been subjected to anything like this, they'd have been gone in five minutes. And the third thing is, 
They are obviously nervous at the rise in the polls of Sinn Féin, but I would sense there's a certain grievance among the other parties that there are a number of questions around Sinn Féin and elements to do with them that have not been answered and that have gone unanswered and the other parties feel again that this is very unfair in a, a, Mm. what you might call a political playing field. Uh, just to finish up, I, I have a backlog of biographies that I need to get through at the moment. I'm, I'm making my way through Ivan's book still. Um, the kids aren't helping because every time I pick it up, they seem to zone in on me. But the Roy Keane book launch, you were at that during the week and, and obviously you're waiting. To, we heard Bod trying to promote his book. Is there is there much of a difference between the two? Yeah, I will t- it, it, was a, it was a public uh, interview on, in the RDS on, to do with the book, John, on, on the tour. An audience, you might say, you know, which, which was... For Keane, which was attended by what you might say worshippers or whatever, but I, look, it wasn't great. Now, if you'd read the book, you wouldn't have learned that. No, but having said that, like the book is all right. Uh, it's, it's nothing like the likes of some that have come out, like for instance about Paul McGrand. But there are some insights. But from what I've heard, the Bad's book, I'd say it's like war and peace compared to Bad's book. I mean, this thing of hot tubs being carried into the back garden and doing time in New York and what have you. All of which, you know, for the individual goes to his credit, he's obviously a highly successful, uncomplicated person who's had a very successful life and he's worked very hard at his talent and what have you and he's married to a beautiful woman, etc, etc. But in terms of biographies to delve into some complicated depths of the psyche of the subject, uh, I can't imagine you'd be finding a hell of a lot there, you know? Well, I have to say, it's still it's nice to read a book about a nice guy from time to time ah, as yeah, well, yeah, in, yeah. In, in the defence of it. All right, Mick Clifford, as always, a pleasure. We'll talk to you next week.